here it is. The most listened to radio show on the planet. Even the other stations are tuned in too. How's it going? This is Kyle Smith, the manager of creative show operations here at SeaWorld Orlando, and you're listening to the Coaster Challenge Podcast. Hey, this is Lauren Cook-Crosby from Holiday World, and you're listening to the Coaster Challenge Podcast. This is Ray Gonzalez, marketing manager at SeaWorld San Antonio, and you're listening to the Coaster Challenge Podcast. This is Marcus Lashok, the Roller Coaster Bureau Chief at WGN-TV Studios in Chicago. You are listening to the Coaster Challenge Podcast. Do you accept the Coaster Challenge? Yes, I accept the Coaster Challenge. Do you accept the Coaster Challenge? Coaster Challenge Podcast is here. It's time to face your fears. Get that theme park therapy and let us both through. Coaster Challenge Podcast is here. Your fear can disappear. We know that theme park therapy can dry up all your tears. Do you accept the Coaster Challenge? Yes, I accept the Coaster Challenge. Do you accept the Coaster Challenge? We accept because you know we're not average. You're listening to the Coaster Challenge Podcast. A journey where people become fearful to fearless all from riding roller coasters. So please secure your hats and glasses and keep your hands and arms inside the podcast. It's time to accept the Coaster Challenge with your host, Kim Dykes. Good evening. This is Kim from the Coaster Challenge podcast. And today I am eager to talk with a very unique guest. The guest I am talking with has followed the entire construction of Air Force One is co-founder of the Georgia Coaster Connection, has a YouTube channel, and is completing his physical therapy degree in May. I am very happy to welcome Sean, aka Dr. Coaster, to the podcast. Welcome. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Well, I am absolutely thrilled to have you. While we've communicated through Instagram, we've never chatted live and in person. I'd love to learn more about you. Please tell us some things about yourself to help us get to know you a bit more. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so from, from Atlanta, uh, as you said, currently finishing up my eighth year of college, getting my doctorate of physical therapy degree. Uh, just turned 26 yesterday. I've been an enthusiast about two years now. Still very okay. new. And I'm sure we'll get into that here in a little bit. Um, yeah, I've been following Air Force One, as you said, kind of since the beginning. Um, community like we'll talk about has completely changed my life and I'm happy to be here. Well, you're right behind me. I told you I became an enthusiast in 2019. So it's been same. Yeah. Three years for me and feels like now it's been a lot longer than that. That's mm-hmm. <laughs> what I started sooner. Mm-hmm. So the first part of the interview is going to be basically a walk back through time with mm-hmm. roller coasters in your history of riding. So I'd like to begin with you telling us what your first coaster was that you remember riding. All right. So very, very first coaster before the enthusiast days, I think it was 1999, was on vacation with my parents, uh, Woody Woodpecker's Nuthouse Coaster, which unfortunately I think is meeting its demise here in a couple of weeks. I'll be going back down to Florida to ride it one last time. Uh, that was the very first one. And then uh, first, you know, I guess major coaster that kind of started this whole thing a couple of years ago was Mindbender at Six Legs Over Georgia. I just got the Woody Woodpeckers <laughs> credit this year. Yep. And I'm glad I got it because I did see that that was probably not going to last much longer. 
-hmm. I went to Six Flags over Georgia for the first time this year as well. My first coaster I remember was the BC. I don't know if you've been to Kings Island. Mm -hmm. That's uh, I went there this year for the first time. Oh, okay. Well, that's that's kind of like my home away from home. Oh, I love it. Uh, it's my favorite. Park Kentucky Kingdom's about fifteen minutes from my house, but Kings Island's is two hours straight up the expressway. Mm -hmm. So we spend more of our time there than I do at Kentucky Kingdom, just because you know there's more coasters, there's more there to do, and I know a lot more people up there. Mm -hmm. Friends there are like family. Okay, so looking back through your coaster riding experience, you know, as enthusiasts, we all hear people talk about how scary, you know, coasters are. You want to know how scary it is. What is this one coaster in your history of riding that has scared you the most? Um, I think it's got to be Mindbender being that first one. I'd never really? been upside down before. So very similar to David, I like completely rode off coasters for years, like refused to ride anything. Um, I sat wow. out on school field trips. I sat out dueling dragons. I sat out rock and roller coaster. Uh, like didn't even do Rip Red Rocket or Hulk either on field trips. Uh, just completely did not want to do them throughout middle school, high school, et cetera. Even in the college. It was my senior year of college before I got an inverted roller coaster. I was, I think, 22 years old at the time or 20, 22 or 23, like that, that late mm -hmm. in life. And I remember like just palms, frigid, cold. I was shaking, yeah. trembling, like asking myself, what am I doing? What am I doing? What am I doing? And I was audibly saying that I'm glad I was with a group of friends that knew like how terrified I was. Yeah. I was just there by myself and people would be looking at me like, <laughs> what is this guy doing? And I got off and was still like shaking. It was the only coaster wow. I rode that day. I was like, I only major coaster. I was like, all right, I, I need to process this and I'll come back. Yes. I got a season pass. So the plan uh -huh. was to continue to kind of work my way up. And one of my friends like came up to me afterwards, like, are you okay? Because <laughs> I was yeah. just like, I was like, I was, I was thrilled. Like I had done it. I mean, I went back the next time, like a few weeks later or maybe, maybe a week later and rode it three times. I started with inversions, I guess, inversions, I should I say regularly much later than a lot of enthusiasts did as mm -hmm. well. I told you, you know, I rode coasters for fun mm -hmm. before my son was born. I did ride, like, I grew up not riding a lot because my parents wouldn't let me. I do remember I, I rode King Cobra. That had a loop in it. It was a Togo, right? Yeah. And then when I got in... Uh, it was actually college age. Now, let me back up. Senior night of high school. I didn't really want to do it. I was scared to death. Mm -hmm. But everybody else was doing it. And unlike you, I, I wasn't going to be the, the one sitting out. Mm -hmm. Road Vortex at Kings Island. And that was back when it was running really well. I did. I enjoyed it very much once I started doing it. But my opportunities to ride were very limited. I was at King's Island maybe once or two, once a year or so at yeah. the most. Some, some years I didn't even go. And then I did ride Son of Beast with the loop in it. Oh, and wow. That's a rare credit. <laughs> that was back before it got bad. Mm -hmm. Supposedly it got horribly bad. 
I think it was 2006, 2007. And that was when I had taken my hiatus from riding coasters for a while after my kids were born, different stuff. I didn't ride again until 2018. And um, I enjoyed that. But I mean, when my son and I started riding back in 2018, after being off coasters that long, it's like I was literally starting over. Banshee, you know, the first BNM invert, that was that was a test of <laughs> that was a test of epic proportions for oh, me. Oh yeah. You know, it took me a long time to get used to that. You know, and it's just kind of been a scaffolding process of scaffolding for me. Oh no, same. Yeah, I inched my way up from Mindbender. And then like it took me because the pandemic hit. It was late 2019 when I got a Mindbender. Yeah. So I didn't write anything for a year. So I just mm-hmm. had this, you know, the spark that just started. And then I sat at home all 2020 and watched POVs on YouTube. Oh. <laughs> so, so once I got back to the park, it was like I did that. And then I did Superman, Batman, and kind of worked my way up. Like I did yeah. Twisted Cyclone too. And then eventually yeah. it was just, I did everything. Luckily for me back 2020, it was rough. I'm not gonna lie, but I'm a school teacher. I was oh, stuck wow. at home teaching virtually for a mm-hmm. year and a half. Yeah, I started grad school virtually. And I like to be on the move. I like to be busy. I like the day to go, go, go. I'm not a clock watcher. Mm-hmm. And to sit behind a computer, teach like that for a year and a half, it was horrible. And I was trying to keep my, I was still in the process of weight loss. That started in 2019. So I'm like, you can't gain all this weight back. What are you going to do? You know? And at one point I did, I actually gained, I had a setback. I gained 30 pounds of it back. And I'm like, oh no, that was between winter of 2020 and spring of 2021. I put 30 pounds back on. I'm like, no, you, you have to stop now or you're going to be right back where you were. So, um, the thing that helped me through the pandemic, Kings Island was open, Cedar Point was open, and I made it to Holiday World. Had to wear a daggone mask. It was 90, 95 degrees outside. I didn't care. I had to get out of this house. Mm-hmm. And if I could, to keep myself mentally we did count a total of 35 visits that year, which was pretty good. I thought, you know, because every weekend, anywhere I could go. We mm-hmm. oh, I wish you were going to Kings Island that often. Oh, my gosh. Drink the water. I don't care what you have to do. Just go. And, you know, that, that helped me tremendously during that time because it was, I don't, it was easy for anybody. Mm-hmm. Staying, staying home for that long so going back to that first ride of yours on Mindbender, do you remember how you were feeling when you approached the station mm-hmm. i mean i i felt like i was about to pass out i mean the heart rate must have been like 180 beats per minute which is i mean through the roof i mean i was yeah. trembling i was like clamoring teeth were chattering i mean 
every Your fighter teeth were actually chattering. Wow. I, I, most likely, yeah. I can't even specifically remember that, but it, when I get really, really nervous, that that tends to uh-huh. happen. So I'm imagining in that moment they probably were. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, like every flighter, uh, fight or flight reaction you could possibly have. I think I was basically having in that moment, and I just remember uh, that train dispatching and just going, "What is happening? Why am I here?" Mm-hmm. for me it's kind of odd the coasters that i remember a few different experiences on the scariest coasters the one that absolutely scared me to death through the line queue the first time was fury 325 mm-hmm. it just looks so intimidating you know compared to diamondback Mm-hmm. At King's Island, at that at that point in time, that was the only other B and M I'd been on. Oh wow! On yeah, that's a, a big more. step I've up. I've been on a lot more now, but I remember that first visit to Carowinds. I didn't even put my hands up on Fury, and I chickened out on the night rides. I left and I didn't do it. So, um, yeah, I was pretty pissed at myself. <laughs> yep. after i started riding more i'm yep. like it was several you times. gotta go back down there and do this and do it right because now you know i follow the three click rule on gigas and the two click rule mm-hmm. on ipers so i get as much air time as possible mm-hmm. and just pray that they don't staple me but uh I, I, that air time is what i live for but uh yeah we finally made it back to Kirwins. It was in 2021. And I first thing I did, I'm like, we're going before we do anything, we're going to Fury. I put my hands up on the drop. We're riding this right. And we got 25 rides that visit. It was awesome, but the park closed at seven o'clock. It was mm. when they were still closing early. So, so still new night rides. So we went back again this year. 35 rides that visit. And I got my night rides. <laughs> There so now I feel, it, feel like I have fully experienced the Fury Steam. Yeah. My my first ride on Fury was actually night ride this year. I went the pass holder preview night. Oh, in the nice. rain. It was in the rain. It was oh. like 48 degrees. <laughs> I think I rode it eight <laughs> Those times. Those are the that best. Night. I think I rode it eight times that night. Uh, the You're front crazy. row, front row Fury Rain ride. If uh, people listening have not experienced that, um, painful doesn't even begin to describe you ever heard that 80 song hurts so good i believe so it's exactly the song i think of when i get pins and needles pain oh yeah this coasters we're like why do you do your do that to yourself i'm like i don't know let's go do it again (laughs) it it hurts but i can't stop laughing at the same time exactly yeah and then my other really scary one was top girl dragster i was calm calm really? as could be through that mm. line until i sat down in the seat and that's when complete panic set in and that was rough that was that was rough sitting there on my first launch but it's like dave was talking about i just did it the line went long that day so mm. i did it six times six or seven times that day and it took me five rides i finally got my hands up on the launch then I had to do it you know, a couple more times. 
And then this year, when I finally made it to Six Flags Great Adventure and got on King to Call, I was shocked. Like my son and I just looked at each other and it's like, doesn't it feel like we should be in some way, shape or form nervous, but we're not. Hands up on the launch. had a ton of fun. I think that'll probably be the next coaster that like makes me a little nervous. It's I've done everything, but I've done basically yeah, everything but a strata so far, as far as like, you know, models go. So that's, it was, uh, it's up there. Yeah. It was nuts too. We did Falcon's Fury for the first time this year. And I mean, that's been I mean, broken down. Yeah, I know. Yeah. We were lucky. The first day we were at Busch Gardens Tampa, it was down. The second day it was open. We got three rides on it and then it went down again. So, but it was the same thing at the top of Falcon's Fury. Mm -hmm. I used to like, I swore I would never get on drop towers. Yeah, that'll and be my I'll first like drop tower. I haven't really done a real drop tower yet. Oh, I've been holding out for that one to fix itself. So I just want to go, go big or go I'm now, home. Yeah. I'm now, I guess, a seasoned drop tower enthusiast as well. My son's kind of drugged me into that as well. But it was the same thing. We, everybody was at the top of Falcon's Fury. All these people were holding on and screaming. We were literally just hanging there like loose spaghetti. And so he's like, doesn't it seem like there should be some degree of nervousness up here? And nothing. <laughs> One would think there's absolutely nothing. And I, I was the fool at the top yelling, send it, send it. Just people looking at me like, she lost her mind. Well, I don't think I ever had one to begin with. <laughs> I'll definitely be filming a reverse POV whenever that uh, opens back up because it's yeah. going to be, I'll be, I'll be pretty nervous for that one the first time, for sure. You will love it. it I'll love it, yeah. It's nice though. It has a controlled drop. So there's, and there's not a real hard slamming on the brakes. It's quite comfortable. Hmm. It surprised me really, you know, because a lot of the, when they come down, those brakes hit really hard. It was one of the, the smoothest, most comfortable drop towers I've been on. Yeah. I've got a friend who's really terrified of it too. And like, he'll get on like any coaster and we're both like, we, we made the decision. We're like, when it opens, we're both taking our GoPros. We're, and we're getting side by side reverse POVs. Hmm. Failure is not an option. Exactly. Not mission. I totally understand it. So when you got off of Mindbender that first time, how were you feeling when you got off? Um, it was a weird sense of accomplishment. And also, wow, these things still scare me. <laughs> so like, like I said, came back like a week later or something at that point. And then, you know, like you said, scaffolding. It was, I wanted by like the end of that year, or this was later in 2020 or sorry, 2019. So I guess I told myself like by mid 2020, I want to knock out all the coasters at six flags. Of course the pandemic hit, it yeah. was extended by eventually got to that point. And then I decided I need to go to Dollywood. So the feeling off of Mindbender initially was, I guess maybe determination. Cause I had been watching all these YouTube videos. I kind of like discovered yes. the coaster community online. I was like, I want to, try to be a part of that but these things terrify me yeah. but i'm gonna try to do my best yeah. and yeah that's just kind of the start of it all i get the determination totally it's like when i was doing uh, those first rides on top thrill dragster i'm like i am not leaving mm -hmm. until i get my hands up on the launch oh yeah at least two or three times because when i come back i want to know that I have pushed over, mm -hmm. you know, that yeah. threshold. I didn't put and, my hands up till I think last December. Yeah. It was and like, an, it was like a solid year and a half, two years before I was comfortable. Like, all right, I could just let go. Yeah. I understand. And it's 
for me, it's been a process of, I guess, desensitizing myself. Exactly. Getting myself to the point where I'm acclimated to it. Now, like my last thing, because I this year I finally started doing like sky coasters and stuff. I've done slingshots and like my. I'll be doing my first my, sky coaster next year. It's on my fun. Am spot I ever going to get my nerve up to skydive? I haven't done that yet, but that's I feel like going to be the final hurdle for me mm-hmm. as far as just totally letting it go. But I think if I ever do it. I would want to do, ta- I had to do tandem with some, somebody that knows what they're doing. <laughs> I think you have to legally. Okay. Yeah. So I haven't even looked that far into it yet, but that is something I've got on the radar in the future at some point. Mm. So how would you say that it impacted your life after riding Mindbender? Oh, gosh. I wish I knew in that moment. But now looking back, oh my gosh, um, you mentioned, you know, talking off camera, how you were like painfully introverted, like just yeah. don't want to ever be around people. Mm-hmm. That was me. Uh, picked on growing up, bullied from like fourth to eighth grade, like nonstop, mm-hmm. just didn't want anything to do with people, claimed that I hated people, which true, not true. Depends <laughs> on the person. Yeah, I was very uh, depending on the person, but I like was terrified to put myself out there, if you will. And then I noticed that there was these people doing YouTube videos and starting Instagram pages. And I started with the Instagram page and then went to YouTube. And then like, next thing you know, you're talking to people. They're like, Hey, come to a park with me. And I'm going to parks with people. And I've noticed this weird crossover within the past year where I was having a lot of trouble communicating with my patients. Now, for those that don't know, I know I mentioned, you know, doctor physical therapy student, you do clinical rotations. So you're working in hospitals, you're working in outpatient clinics, and you got to talk to people that are in a very vulnerable position. And I was just, it's always awkward for students to begin with, just because you haven't done that before. And within this past year, I've actually started branching out more in the coach community and hanging out with people. I did an internship in Florida and met a ton of people. And I've noticed my communication with patients has improved so much. I'm able to just sit and talk and carry on a conversation, not feel kind of that dread and anxiety Mm -hmm. that I was feeling talking to patients earlier on. And I guess you say my career, even though it's, you know, my pre-career. Yeah. And God, yeah. I don't know if, if I'd gotten on a coaster, if it would have been this fluid at this point of my life, like I, my career and my, hobby now is kind of overlapped in a way that I'm just so incredibly thankful for. And like the, the name Dr. Coaster, uh, it means a lot. I mean, it, it, it's, you know, career meets hobby meets life. I can totally relate to what you're saying mm-hmm. from the job standpoint, because one of the things I've noticed, you know, the impacts of coaster writing and, you know, meeting people in the community, making friends, the impacts don't show themselves right away. It happens over time and you don't really realize it's happening until it happens. I'm 24 years into my teaching career, 19 years at the same school. And a lot of teachers at my stage in the game, they're worn out. They're waiting to retire. 
they're not happy a lot. It's not all, but you know, so a lot of them are not happy and no one around them is really happy either. They're just in survival mode. I've just totally reinvented myself, my teaching game. Like mm -hmm. I've got a ton of energy. Behavior issues I used to have, I mean, they're gone. They're gone because I have this, you know, I've got this positivity. I've got this energy. I've got communication skills. Like I'm actually talking with other staff members, you know, interacting, having fun. Yep. And, you know, the kids come in the room and they see, you know, the ones that have been with me for six years, they've seen the change. Mm -hmm. Staff that have been there, they've seen the change. Mm -hmm. I mean, like they call me Coaster Queen and all this other stuff. I mean, you know, they say, hey, Coaster Queen, what new coasters you going to ride this week? <laughs> it's, you know, but it's caught on. I mean, the students knew last year I took a trip. It was actually for this podcast meetup down to Orlando for a Velocicoaster meetup. And it actually wound up being my son that I's 200th credit at that point in time. Oh, I'm now awesome. at 355 if it tells you how many coasters I've You've been busy this year. year. <laughs> I had 145 credits this year. It was nuts. That's awesome. But anyway, um, we went down there for that meetup. And when I got back, they told me they saw a yellow <laughs> when they were on the playground. They all knew what kind of play and I was taking and everything. They saw a uh, yellow spirit plane in the spirit, air, yep. and they were all. The teacher said they were all yelling, "Bye, Miss Dykes. Be safe, Miss Dykes." I mean, they, you know, the the whole environment in my classroom, everything has just transformed. You know, on the school end, and you know, on the home end too. As a parent, I'm just a happier person, and. It affects everybody around me. Yeah, I find myself yeah. being so much more positive. Yeah, and it helps tremendously. I teach a very at-risk population, you know, inner-city Louisville. And this, you know, coming up on a Christmas break, tomorrow's the last day, is a very trying time of year because a lot of our kids, they don't want to be home yeah. for that length of time. So behaviors surface, things start to happen that haven't happened all year. And I have got to be one, the brightest ray of sunshine you've ever seen. And two, the calm but firm, mm -hmm. you know, in their storm to keep it, you know, to keep the classroom a appropriate learning environment, you know, for everybody involved. And in order to do that, I've got to be able to go in there with a clear head every single day. I don't care. Or, you know, even reset, you know, I would call it reset, reset your shine, reset, you know, reset your shine. Sometimes multiple times a day, be able to whatever, you know, whatever happened the day before, whatever happened in my own life the night before that morning, let it go mm -hmm. out of God, you know, and it's literally going to be like, you know, 400 feet in the air, hands up, feet out, every care in the world, just let it go. And it, that's what coasters have done for me. I mean, it just, it helps me mm -hmm. to be able to go in and do that. And 
one of the things that helped me through the school year during those longer periods of trying times is knowing when the, you know, when's the next trip I'm taking, when's the next event I'm going to, you know, and it just helps me keep my mind fresh. Oh, absolutely. Both the good times are ahead and I'm going to get to see the people that I love to see, you know, mm-hmm. the most. So as enthusiasts, we've all had these random, unexpected moments mm-hmm. on coasters and in amusement parks. Like, like I said earlier, that just kind of happened and you don't realize it's going to happen until it's already happened. Looking back on your experience, what would you say has been your craziest moment in a park or on a coaster? Or just something you didn't expect? So I guess two things. I get they're different types of crazy. One would be from like an operation standpoint, and that would be uh, Twisted Cyclone at Six Flags Over Georgia. Uh, notoriously slow operations. Not going to bash them too hard or anything on here, but uh, they're running two trains. And I noticed they're running pretty slow. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to time this. So I stepped through the gate, started it. Tell me the time. That's what I'm going to get to. I cycled 10 minutes. I have you beat by two minutes and I'm not going to mention the park. Oh, man. Well, 12 minute dispatches. Is it a long coaster or short coaster? Because Twisted Cyclone is such a short coaster. That's why 10 minutes was so staggering to me. And I sat on the break run for probably six. It's comparable in length. Really? Wow. I'll leave it at that. Yeah. So that's like the, the, the crazy, unexpected, like, how could it be this bad yep. type of moment? <laughs> yeah, and then what I would say my craziest moment, this one was actually planned. So I've started playing this game called Donut Credits. <laughs> where I stick what in the donut. world's a donut credit? I stick a donut in my pocket. <laughs> what? <laughs> and I get on coasters. <laughs> So, what you do? Eat the donut on the coaster? I do. So I have a vlog. <laughs> and in the coaster camera, eat the donut. I have a vlog coming out tomorrow. I was finally able to get to a GoPro-friendly Go park. <laughs> Iron Gwazi. <laughs> what? Yes. I need you to make sure I see this. I will. I will. I will if I remember, I'll send it to you tomorrow. If Please. I forget. Yeah, it's either Please. going up tomorrow or the day after. <laughs> The only other person I've ever seen eat on a coaster was eating a chicken nugget for the camera. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So I, I pulled it out and half of my friend group that I was with knew I was doing it. The other half didn't. And <laughs> you just hear, you hear, I had, um, it was Logan from One Train Ops sitting right behind me. And I think his words were yeah. WTF. Do you have a donut? <laughs> I'm like, oh. yeah, yeah, I do. Here, you want some? <laughs> so I uh, filmed the whole ride. It was like probably the highlight of my trip to Florida because I was down there for 10 weeks. <laughs> That is epic. <laughs> I need to catch my breath for <laughs> I also did it on Goliath at Six Slugs over Georgia. <laughs> we got to ride together sometime. Oh, now, now you're committed. Uh, you're going to be at Hollywood Nights, right? Yeah, I'll be there. It'll be my first time there. So, yeah. <laughs> this, this is now a mission. Instead, but we got to ride together. This, oh, absolutely. This is hilarious. Oh, boy. I'm thinking back my crazy moments on coasters. One was actually over spring break this year, we went to ride Hagrid's and there was the distinctive smell of manure all the way through the line queue. Inside it got a whole lot worse. And then we tracked the smell down to one particular group of people and they were right in front of us. So we spent the whole, like everybody was literally covering their faces and choking and gagging. 
they thankfully wound up one train in front of us and we called that the stink train oh. so you was, had to ride with it no thank oh. god Ooh. we were all like please don't put me on it one poor ride. single rider got stuck on that train mm. and then the, another crazy moment from this year me and i i am a credit chaser i leave no credits on oh, the table exactly if my butt'll get in that seat i'm riding it <laughs> Mm-hmm. I don't care what the sign says. I'll go ask. I'll recruit people's kids to ride with me too. I did that at Worlds of Fun and it worked. If someone says no, all right, next contestant, just keep going. <laughs> Somebody will eventually say yes. It just has to happen. But um, we went to, have you been to Grady's in Illinois? I have not. Oh man, they have. The tiniest kitty credit I've ever seen in my entire life. And I've ridden a ton of these things. What did you see the these little minor mics and all this? This thing was itty bitty. And I'm like, there's no way they're going to let us ride this. But I'm going to ask. He said we could ride. Now, keep in mind, I'm five foot three, 120 pounds. I had to sit sideways. There's no way I'd fit. <laughs> Just to fit. I'm six two. In the thing. <laughs> oh, my son's five nine. He got he got he got in there. You get in. He got in. What is the name of the? Part? There's nothing in the front. Your knees stick out past the bulk. But they cycled that thing around at least twenty damn times. <laughs> And it murdered me. I was I was like, hurt. Ow, ow, make it stop. Like the whole ride. It burst up my shins. It put a bruise on my son's back. I the thing is, I was yelling, but I was laughing mm-hmm. like a hyena. The whole thing. I pulled my phone out and took a dang on POV of the whole torturous experience. This is the Illinois? Yeah. What was the park called? Grady's. Grady's, Grady's Family Fun Park. I'm looking at the dragon right now. That was my 300th credit. <laughs> I'm, I'm pulling up a picture of this coaster right now. I want to be able to see it. There's two coasters there. It's the little one, the little itty bitty one. But that was not only my craziest, that was the. The most painful ones I had been on before that one were Vortex at Carowinds and Blue Flash. I ridden the Blue Flash black backyard coaster. Mm-hmm. And um, that thing, oh, it's not owned by John Ivers anymore. Yeah, yeah. It's not open to the public. It's <clears throat> not maintained you know to a level of where the state would inspect or anything so it's right at your own risk mm-hmm. you don't pay yeah my buddy nate's been able to ride that one from uh he's he runs a coaster focus page <laughs> yeah i don't even know how i got us in on that thing but i managed to do it, it took me six months mm-hmm. but um that that one was one oh you ride it and ride it right, and you're gonna wind up in a fire brace. <laughs> it looks viral. It looks violent. That that uh, I that, rode that it loop. once. I did it with the. That's it. The loop. 
And I just told, I asked guys, I said, tell me, I said, tell me how, to, I said, tell me how and where I need to move. And I mean, it's one shot. You get it and you get it right. Or it's really not going to probably end very well <laughs> for you. And the blue two, we did write that that day as well. And that one was actually quite comfortable. It wasn't bad. Blue, blue flash, I was second guessing life choices. I wrote it, but it went well, but I wasn't going to test fade and write that one again. So um, of all the coasters you've written, I know some enthusiasts rank coasters, some enthusiasts don't. No, you I know, do. people have different reasons for what they do. What is your number one favorite? I call it the <clears throat> dope coaster. Mm -hmm. So uh, pretty straightforward, boring answer, most likely. Um, Velocicoaster. <laughs> it just a good one. It, it just I didn't think anything could come close to touching it. Mm -hmm. until iron guazi get a new train recently and i had to rethink it for a couple of days until i rode velocicoaster yeah. again and i realized my shins weren't hurting and I, that, that that just decided that i liked it more that's what decided that for you how tall are you and the theming i'm six foot two okay rmc's because aren't they're enjoyable okay but they hurt <laughs> because for me i've ridden 355 coasters mm -hmm. by the way iron guazi is god tier oh it's, it's my, my number, number two one. it's it's yeah. my number one i can't blame you Velocicoaster. number four number four yeah it was my number one i've got iron guazi number one voyage number two still vengeance moved up this year after all those rides yeah that's they, a, that's I a finally got i finally got the trimless rides on it this year that everybody's gone on and on and on about how good these tremless rides are and every time i went i never got tremless rides well this last visit when we got the 20 rides just about every single ride there were no trims yeah coaster mania they had the trims turned off i went to coaster yeah. mania this year so it was my first trip yeah. to cedar point and king's island this year okay. and uh yeah i don't think i've ridden steel vengeance with trims yet <laughs> so yep steel vengeance is three and steel vengeance used to be four with Velocicoaster over it, but after my spring visit and getting more rides on Velocicoaster this year, then getting more rides on Still Vengeance in the summer and then again in the fall, mm -hmm. Still Vengeance bumped up to number three and put Velocicoaster at four. And I've got Fury under that at number five. That's where my rankings are right now. But for me, you know, different types of rmcs it depends on the generation some mm -hmm. of them the airtime can hurt you know the old the older ones like um storm chaser type of trains you know mm. the one at six flags over georgia even uh, and i love twisted timbers at king's dominion but have to pull the restraint down some or the airtime will mm -hmm. hurt my thighs. I don't experience that on Iron Gwazi. Like literally, I could put my arm under restraint in the back row. I could ride the thing all day, it didn't hurt me. Yeah, my it's thighs feel fine. It's the, it's the shin guards for me. Yeah, the shins don't bother me, I guess, because mm. I'm short. Yeah. Still, vin still vintage too, same thing. So, but I do see where leg pain could definitely be a factor. 
because that's a factor for me too is whether or not you know, if i've got to lower that restraint to reduce the airtime to prevent pain that's gonna move it down for me and theming for me is some people you know are theming gurus theming's a big deal to them for some others nostalgia is a big deal for them for me, it's just the right experience, period. Really? Yeah. I don't care. I couldn't care less about theming. I'm a theming fiend, for yeah. sure. Nostalgia is great. Like Orion at Kings Island, that's my nostalgic favorite. But it's not anywhere near my top 10. Mm. You know, I keep my personal feelings set aside and I just you know, look at the right experience. But that's that's what I do. And I know others too that you know theming's a big deal to them, and it, it can make or break a coaster. And that's what makes this activity fun. To each mm-hmm. their own. Different people prefer different things, and I love talking to people, you know, about different experiences and different different opinions on coasters. So, with Velocicoaster being your favorite, do you have a least favorite? Like a worst of the worst, one and done type of coaster. Yeah. Um, so it was Great American Screen Machine, but they retracted it last year and it was running phenomenal this year. And I mean, it, it shot up from like probably 80s or 90s in my rankings, now into the 40s. I've ridden 99 coasters, by the way. Okay. Um, now I need to know what 100 is going to be. <laughs> I wonder what it's going to be. It's the worst kept secret on the face Mine of the Mine was Time Traveler yeah it's the uh, worst kept secret on the uh, face of the planet i think everyone knows after looking at my channel what my hunter's coaster is going to be <laughs> once it opens oh <laughs> you yeah. just gave that away oh yeah but uh least favorite i think i solidified this recently um as much as i love fun spot yep. mind blower beats mind blower. me to death <sighs> It's a hot take for some people. Some people love it. The, oh. I will say the layout is strong. The drop, first drop in the barrel roll or corkscrew, whatever you want to call it, are great. After that, I just want it to be over. Horrible. Yeah. I call it mind, M-I-N-D, mind yeah. blower. Yeah, yeah. So that's definitely, I think, my least favorite. Now, there's like some Alpine coasters and family coasters that I rank lower. But yeah. as far as like, I look at it and go, I don't want to get on that. Uh, that's probably top of the list for me or bottom of the list <laughs> i just don't understand how that coaster can be the age that it is mm-hmm. it's rough <clears throat> is it- i heard a rumor it's going to get new track i don't know if that's true or not if it is can hope would be fantastic it would be a great coaster it really would be yeah. like and you gotta hear me out here have you been on uh, hades 360 i have not been that far north yet i I like Hades. Now, Hades, but but see, I'm one of these freaks. It's a mission to me to learn to like a coaster. Mm. So if I can learn how to ride it, if there's a way, I'm going to find it. Mm-hmm. Now, the the older ones with the over-the-shoulder restraints, because I'm so short, box my head around. No. I mean, if I have to hold on, hold my head back. I mean, all right, it it, pre- it prevents pain, but it's not even fun in that for me if I can't. But um, Hades, you know, that's one that 
a lot of people just cannot do. Mm-hmm. And I can do five or six rides on Hades in a visit. So what's your strategy is, to riding that? Oh, there's, there's key. And I learned from a friend. You can put your hands up on the drop. When you get into that, as soon as you enter the tunnel on drop, right before you go in, you need to hold on hard, brace as hard as you can, lean as hard as you possibly can back into the right. Do not let it throw you. Hang on like that through the corkscrew, then hands up. Okay. It works like a charm. And this is another weird thing. (laughs) This will tell you just how determined I am. If you put your teeth together really tight, bite down, it stops the brain rail. (laughs) I tried that on mind blower. It didn't work. (laughs) I tried that on mind blower. It just didn't work. I'm literally hands up and my mouth is like, (laughs) the whole time. It works. Now, you know, five or six times max, probably in a visit, because it is extremely aggressive. And I don't want to get a migraine, but I enjoy it, you know, and just the thrill of that chase and being able to enjoy the ride as much as I can. Mind blower, I couldn't. I just couldn't. Did you just do one ride? I did. I've done it. I did it back row last summer. Yeah. And then I came back or sorry, summer before. So summer of 21, I went in August. I came back from my internship in Florida this past fall, tried it front row. And I think it was honestly worse in the front than it was the back. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm really hoping they do Mm -hmm. something. I think they will. It's just a matter Mm -hmm. of time Yeah, to make it what it could be. They're, They're putting way too much money into their parks to not. Yeah, I, I agree because my, a lot of the fun spot parks seem to be going, you know, on the up and up. We've got, you know, Air Force One going on, going in and different things. So I'm sure hopefully it's just a matter of time Absolutely. before they give the treatment. So now we're going to exit out of our walk back in time with coaster riding. And let's come into the year 2022. I know you told me that you've traveled some and taken some trips. Tell me the highlights of your 2022 coaster trips. And I'd also like to hear about any upcoming trips that you have planned for 2023. Yeah. So 2022 was really kind of my first full year traveling as an enthusiast. Like I'd done Dollywood last year. I went to Florida like on a family vacation. So I hit the parks while I was down there. It stayed a little longer. Um, 2022 started off with Passover preview at Carowinds. Uh, we talked about the Fury night rides already. Yes, yes. Um, then I went to the Coaster Crew event at Dollywood and got, I think it was 13 rides in Lightning Rod in one day, which... Nice. You know how finicky Lightning Rod can be. You oh, get, like, yeah. That, you get you two rides in Lightning Rod is a good day. Yeah, even one ride on Lightning Rod is a good day. Uh, there, I was able to like meet some other enthusiasts for the first time and then made some, some connections through that to people that are also in Florida. So like I moved to Florida and then it's like I had kind of some people there I already knew which is fantastic. I think the biggest highlight, and I still can't believe I did this. And I, every time I tell friends about it, they look at me like I'm insane, including enthusiast. Woke up. I had, I think four days off of school between 
the start of an internship or a clinical rotation and final exams. So I went home after my final day of exams. I went to bed for about, I don't know, three or four hours. I got up at 2 a.m. I drove from Atlanta to Cincinnati. I hit Kings Island. I went to bed in Mason, Ohio, <laughs> where the park is. I woke up the next morning with the Cedar Point for two days. And then I turned around and came back the next day. <laughs> wow. At about 4.30 in the morning. <laughs> so I, I slept for a solid like 24 hours after that. And then I went to clinic for eight weeks. Oh my goodness. And in the past 10 weeks, I've uh, been, I just got home this past Friday uh, from Florida for 10 weeks. I was doing another internship. I was fortunate enough to get placed in Tampa. Oh, nice. uh, and then my next internship is also in Tampa. So Lucky. I've got all the annual passes. Like uh, I'm not going to have an off season this year, which is fantastic. Like the parks here are closing. And yeah. the day that the parks close here, the first of the year, I'm heading south. Yay. Lucky and then, you. Yeah, I was looking farther forward into 2023. Uh, we're both going to be at Hollywood Nights, which I'm excited for. Never been to Holiday World. Voyage is highly regarded by many and i can't wait to get on oh, that uh I can that's give the only you some thing strategies really... too for keeping that lap bar from coming down you'll have to share those with that's me for make sure. or break you don't want that lap bar to come down it hurts as long as you but, keep it know how to keep that lap bar up it's it's oh, it's I god can't here i can't wait <laughs> it's incredible i think i'm probably gonna hit kentucky kingdom while i'm up there uh just because it's i got to drive through louisville to get to santa claus so kentucky well kingdom is literally about seven minutes from the school i teach at Oh, wow. And then that's the only thing set in stone so far. Okay. What I think I'm probably going to end up doing is Georgia completion. I still got Lake Winnie, Wild Adventures, and the Mountain Coaster I want to knock out. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to go, hopefully, if everything falls into place, Northern California. Nice. I want to hit CGA before that, uh, whatever happens with that. One of my trips I'm looking at too is Georgia completion. I'm almost done down there. I'm gonna once Air Force One is open, go and ride that. I need to go to Lake Winnie. Mm -hmm. I need to get the mountain coaster. And there's the Woody over at uh, Six Flags over Georgia that was getting retracked. Oh yeah, Scream Machine. That's yeah, it's a good one now. It's yeah. a good one. I, I've been hyping it up for people. I hope it runs as well next year as it did this I year. I heard horror stories, so I'm kind of glad I missed it when I did. And I'm going to have to, you know, I'm going to go back down to Georgia anyway for Air Force One. So we'll just grab that. Yeah, you'll see me there. I don't think I'm going to leave. <laughs> yeah. That's, I, plan on, I plan on being there sometime next year. I don't know exactly when yet. But um, that is a trip I plan on making because that, said i don't leave credits on the table either if there's the line's gonna be short after the hike goes down too if i'm that close to credit completion in a state i'm i'm going especially with every force one i'd be crazy not to now speaking of every force one that leads us perfectly into what i think is going to be the highlight of our talk this evening Talk to me about your experience watching the development of Air Force One. I know you've told me that you've literally watched every piece of this since day one. What are some of the highlights you've seen and what elements and parts of the layout are you the most excited about? 
Yeah. So my experience with this coaster, uh, you know, being in Atlanta, I was familiar with the park before Funspot even bought it. I'd been a couple of times. I had ridden what was then Screaming Eagle has since been renamed Hurricane. That's their ENF High Miler. Um, and then they announced this partnership with RMC. I was just becoming an enthusiast. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. Another one in Atlanta? Like, how lucky could I possibly be? Like, two of them within 30 to 40 minutes of each other. Can't and be. then um, it started going in. And they announced that it was a hybrid. And it's like, holy cow. They cleared this land. Uh-huh. And this starts going up. You know, it's, I think it's 154 feet tall. Mm-hmm. And I think the biggest highlight was seeing it topped off when they first were building it. Coming, I... Uh, drove past it i mean constantly i've been to fun spot probably 40 50 times this year to go hang out with friends and to film construction updates and getting to see rmc hanging from the crane and you know dropping all that stuff into place was phenomenal uh and then seeing track go on for the first time because it was just the white supports at first and then they started putting the red and blue you know uh bicolored rail in so yeah. other than joker we really haven't seen you know many coasters like that um that might have been one of the bigger highlights as well and then seeing it pass over the arcade and just wondering like how is this even how are they squeezing this into this plot of land and i something yeah something we'll get into a little bit later about you know fun spots future but um they own like 120 ish acres of land and they barely took up any additional land using this coaster um I think I'm probably most excited for the Outer Bank Daytime Hill and yeah. probably the Raven Trust Dive. Although the barrel roll looks fantastic, phenomenal, whatever word you want to put on it, too. It's just one after another after another. They're hammering that you. With that stalled to that me when I saw the video. Well, North America. <laughs> yeah, that's, that stall to me looked pretty darn incredible. I think I've and, answered that question differently every time someone's asked me. I just like yeah. it changes by the day. <laughs> And RMC is my number one manufacturer. I've got five RMCs in my top 20. I've got four. I mean, yeah, I'm I'm four that I've ridden. (laughs) They're all in there. Slightly addicted to RMC. (laughs) It's they're such cool dudes, too. I mean, they were out there the other day when I was there. One of them was riding a scooter around and like hopping bunny hops on a scooter and like they're racing around little dirt bikes. It's like I've actually started following a number of pages mm-hmm. on Instagram Same. with the guys that you never hear from. Mm-hmm. And they literally might have a hundred followers and they're the ones doing the building. Yep. Yep. They're climbing the tracks. They're doing the building. They've got all the pictures from all the angles that, you know, enthusiasts like ourselves would just, give our right you know give our oh, right eye to see I can't one see time it. i'm like how are these guys so unknown yeah. because they're the ones they give us all these things they give us all these things oh they're staying away from home the too. stuff that so many of us would just dream of being able to do yeah the whole process just seeing those pictures <clears throat> fascinates me yeah i Let got to actually go behind the fence one day with management. I got to put the hard hat on and everything oh. that I totally forgot. That, that's the highlight of all highlights. I don't know how I forgot to mention that they invited me out to go back behind the scenes, get some photos for some stuff for them. Wow. And I got to stand underneath the stall and just look up at it. 
Oh boy. Oh my gosh. Got to stand where the station is now looking up at the lift hill. I mean, like, do I have to leave? Can I just stay here? Yeah. It's just like, can I just blow up an air mattress and Please. stay here? <laughs> now stay I'm like waiting on, waiting going. on testing. Now they are uh, today, actually today. What? The train moved for the first time. Ooh. Yeah. So I haven't right. been out there yet, but they moved it apparently from the transfer track, uh, partially into the station. So it's like oh. testing right around the corner and i want to catch it so bad but i can't sit out there all day i did go to fun spot this year when we went through georgia over spring so you've seen it in person i do oh yeah i took a picture of it it was the first week of april and i did i did get a picture of the you know the lead car that they had sitting over there mm-hmm. and that sort of thing but it just it excited me enough like i'll be back <laughs> when this is ready i had actually originally they thought it was going to open you know in the fall or whatever this Government year. i had, orig- away, I had yeah. originally hoped to be able to, oh, over fall break that last week of september in the beginning of october i had originally planned that as my georgia completion trip but with the delay of the opening of Air force one i just decided like to go back up to cedar point because like I said, we'd never been. I Good kept call. hearing from a lot of people to go on the weekdays in the fall to Cedar Point that the park was dead. In hindsight, that actually worked out because it actually was as dead as people said it would be. I've never had a visit to Cedar Point like that in my life. <laughs> so going forward, I think that might actually be my new plan. Yeah, I think me too. Oh, I mean, I went... I went to Coaster Mania and they got some ERT and stuff like that, but the park was still fair. I heard busy. Coaster Mania was way oversold because Hollywood yeah. Nights was uh, yeah. so limited. It was when they find and they did they got the capacity right mm-hmm. with Hollywood Nights this mm-hmm. year. It was much improved yeah. from years before, and you know they're making adjustments with the ticket sales and that sort of things as they go. You know, mistakes are made. They're just you know they're trying to make it better each time around but i think the capacity next year too is going to be perfect they increased it i think just by about 100 people and there was plenty of room for that with the capacity they had this year there you'll be able to ride as much as you want i'm excited yeah so you mentioned that you would a minute ago the comment i heard you make about the future mm-hmm. the fun spot what are some predictions you have for the future of Fun Spot Atlanta after the completion of Air Force One? What do you think they're going to do with the rest of that space? So uh, John Airy Jr. was speaking at IAPA last year, and he openly said more roller coasters, a water park, and potentially even a hotel. So I think those are probably givens to some extent. Um as far as what coasters, the question would become. Uh, I actually made a whole video on my channel. It's called The Future of Fun Spot Atlanta. I'll give you the rundown right now, spoil everything. But uh, I think we'll continue to see them working with GCI. They have a great relationship with GCI from Fun Sport Orlando and White Lightning. Yes. Tried the Titan, tra- the Titan track for the first time there. Mm-hmm. Um, who knows what they could do with that? Uh, they have a relationship with SNS from all the Screaming Swings. Okay. Who knows there? I think they're due for either an upgraded screaming swing or maybe a drop tower of some kind. And I think the RMC relationship, I mean, I think it's a match made in heaven between those two companies. 
just yeah. all American made. Uh, they got those family coasters. One hasn't been built yet. And they have plenty of room for a Raptor. I think both of those will be going in at some point in time in the next, I don't know, 10, 15 years. Because yeah. a lot of people don't realize how much land they have. I think it's like 116, I think is the exact number. But they're using, I think, 25 right now. So it's they own more land than Magic Kingdom. Really? Yes. <laughs> they, they, this could be so this could be a, a case destination of like park. literally this is just the beginning. Yeah. And they're still working with somebody else's stuff at the moment, too. I mean, they've only owned this park for, I don't know, four or five years, and they weren't really okay. investing, well, openly investing into it until the past, you know, two or three. And then, you know, Air Force One was announced. They've been putting in flat rides, just like seemed like every week over the summer, something new was popping up, uh, paving the parking lot. I mean, doing mm-hmm. all sorts of painting, reservations, landscaping. Um, it, he's also, Ari Jr. has also said openly, this is going to become the flagship park. You know, uh, I don't know if you said about, you know, the land in Florida or not, but they're kind of landlocked at both those parks. Those are yeah. very busy areas. Yes. And the smaller parks, they're, they're going to continue to upgrade them. And they don't really have the land that they have here. Okay. And this is like his own personal playground at this point. And I, I'm wow. so jealous. I'm going to tell him that when I meet him. Like, I, I've talked to him, like, through email. And it's like, oh, golly, I can't even imagine. That is so interesting to talk about because, you know, I've always, I've always viewed just those little places as credit stops. Yeah. You know, for me, credit stop. Yeah. We'll go in, I'm going to ride everything once, I'm going to leave, you know. It was because I, t- I take entire credit, you know, we take these entire credit chasing days where it's like, okay, there's this many credits within, you know, this far, let's see how many of these we can get to. But, you know, to think of that as a destination park. That's pretty exciting. And I mean, I know, you know, GCI, that's not a company you want to turn your back on either. White Lightning was a ton of fun. I love that. You know, and just to, something tells me I might be getting credit completion for the time being in Georgia, but it sounds like I might be returning possibly sooner than what I anticipated. Time will definitely tell thoroughly looking forward to what it's going to look like because they're Air Force One is the appetizer. There could be a coaster bigger than Air Force One that they put in. I mean, it's it's nuts to think about, but I'm hoping it spurns some competition with Six Flags. I, they have openly said they don't want to be Six Flags competitor, yeah. but every time I go to Six Flags, they get rubbed the wrong way in one form or another. Over Georgia, that is. It, it, so it's been a breath of fresh air to have fun mm-hmm. spot. Every time you go, it's a smiling face, waving, saying, hey. And you're seeing they're willing to invest in their park, too. Yeah. There's new rides coming. That's a big deal. Yeah. Uh, and I've just been the, so fortunate to have it in my backyard and be able to go whenever I want. And just the coaster industry in general, that it's not just GCI. You don't, you can't turn your back for a second. Mm-mm. There's constant development, constant change. Every, you know, any, it's like, what can they not do? Mm-hmm. You know, what, what cannot be, you know, what can't be done that's already been done. Mm-hmm. And every time you think, you know, the limit's been reached, something else changes. Mm-hmm. So, you know, for me, it's just exciting. Mm-hmm. You know, for, for me, one of the most exciting concepts is, you know, the infamous 
RMC T-Rex? Is that actually going to ever get constructed? What's it going to look like? You know, where is it going to be? I think Shilke, yeah. Alan Shilke said that was the only thing you bring him out of retirement, I think is what he yeah. said. And the, this is how we rolled and there documentary. there were some hints from RMC about that about eh, a month or two ago. There were some, there were some hints of a uh, giga or something like that. At IAPA, they had the T-Rex running around. <laughs> They're constantly trolling that. They had the giant inflatable T-Rex and he was like yeah. running up the escalator and stuff. I, th- I still think they've got something up their sleeve. Oh, they always do. Yeah, it's a question of of where and when is this beast getting built? And what am I going to be able to ride it? (laughs) Okay, so the next portion of our interview focuses on advice. You know, we've had a lot of conversation about the way, you know, coasters and the community have had a positive impact on your life, had a positive impact on my life, you know. Thinking about our audience, you know, and people that are really, you know, standing at the threshold of wanting to, you know, cross that line, face that fear, whether it be in their day-to-day life or riding coasters or, you know, interacting with people, any topic at all, what advice can you give to those that are listening to us this evening? I think the one thing that coaches have taught me is make yourself uncomfortable and put yourself out there. Um, if I had never, you know, gotten on Mindbender to begin with and started riding more coasters, uh, wouldn't have met the people I met. I talked about earlier the effect it's had, you know, on my career too. I feel like I'm a better clinician because of it. Um, you know, conquering your fears of coast of coasters. The coasters don't just give you like that intermittent thrill, and they they really carry over into so many different aspects of life as I'm sure plenty of guests and hosts on this podcast have discussed previously. Um, I got to that point. I was in Florida this past, uh, you know, 10 weeks and Hollywood Horror Nights was going, or Hollywood, goodness gracious, Halloween Horror Nights was going on. I don't do haunts. I've never done a haunt, never wanted to ever go to a haunt, but that's also what I said about coasters. So i bought a frequent fear pass and I went six, seven, eight times. Uh, I wouldn't say I've conquered that fear because jump scares are a totally different animal, but I'm going to go back next year. I've already made that decision. Good for you. And that's something that I have a love hate relationship for it, mm-hmm. but I'm challenging myself and putting myself out there. I'm making friends, uh lifelong friends that that i just had people that flew in the town from california that we hung out for a few days that i would have never met them if it wasn't for this community and they're people that i'm gonna ride coasters with until we can't no more you know or can't anymore my (laughs) southern came out of me a little bit just there but um yeah my biggest advice would be do that and not only that be yourself especially if you're gonna be a content creator um authenticity is like yes the most important thing like we're talking about the donut credits and laughing earlier like that is just me like through and through like just whipping out a donut and looking at the reaction just to be a clown like i just Uh. love doing that kind of stuff and then um also consistency um i'm not saying grind yourself into the ground trying to upload every day or every week i went like three weeks three four weeks in florida where i didn't upload i was just having fun at parks I was hanging out with people, 
I, I was still, you know, talking to people on Instagram, uh, but I wasn't necessarily trying to post YouTube videos every single week, like I'd been doing for a while, but just have fun with it. I just, I hope it's coming through how much like coasters have changed my life for the better. Yes. Like, I was a very fearful, reserved person and I'm still fairly reserved uh, unless I'm like around like <laughs> my people and then it really comes out like I'm just a total goofball. Yeah. But um, yeah, guys, if, if you're out there and you're nervous about riding a coaster, just take the dive, do it. Yeah. Uh, we'll all be there to support you, all of us. And I could I could tell you too another you were discussing those you know impacts of coaster riding. It has it's it's helped me release that fear of fitting in with other people, and um, for the first time in my life, I feel completely comfortable and happy. Yeah, being me. Like some of these people ask me like. I didn't use to before the, you know, the past oh, about a year and a half, I didn't have a tattoo on my body. I didn't have any piercings or anything. I used to a long time ago. And people are suddenly like, why do you have all these coaster tattoos? Why did you get all those piercings? You hit a midlife crisis. <laughs> no, I haven't hit a midlife crisis. You're just happy. I've just quit worrying about what other people are going to say. Because yep. I was raised in this, in this environment. You've got to keep everybody else happy, mm. you know, and what everybody else is going to say of is, is of utmost importance. And I just, you know, the people that I want to have in my life are going to support me one way or the other. It's not going to matter. And if you're passing judgment <clears throat> based on something that you don't understand or you just view as a problem well i guess that's your problem that's not mine <laughs> mm-hmm. and you know I, i'm completely happy like that and um another thing too i can say too that coaster riding really helped me out in this past year and, and it's one of those things too i didn't think about what happened we were in a pretty substantial car accident mm. back in june leaving king's island Right at King's Island at exit 24, I was down at exit 19 on 71. I've never been in an accident like this. I was driving 80 miles an hour. A lady had a front driver's side blowout and she spun me in the middle of 71 twice. Oh, oh, oh. you want to talk about a come to Jesus reality check? Mm-hmm. Somehow we walked out of that. My car had almost $10,000 worth of damage. It was fixed, but there were, there were no scrapes. There were no bruises. There was no pain, but there was fear. If there was for the first time out, there was fear in me. And it was just like with coasters. I'm like, you are going, you're, what, you, what you live to do here, your passion, you've got to be able to get in the car and drive. You can't go ride. You know, we had all these trips planned, different stuff. Because I'm a school teacher, I'm off during the summer. This is not going to stop you. And it was just, you know, like I said, acclimating to riding coasters, getting by. Like you're going to get in the car. You are going to drive. 
-hmm. sit. I don't care if you feel like you have to slow down or whatever it is you have to do to get comfortable, but you are going to keep doing this. It helps you take that first step in different things. Yes. And it was a true test, (laughs) true test of all of, all of the above when I drove through Chicago over a weekend. I didn't know if I was going to live to tell about that one. I somehow made it. But, you know, that's one of those things now that I've never had a fear of driving. And I'm still, for the most part, I'm okay. I'm, I'm a little bit, I drive a bit slower than I used to. But, you know, I'm still, that's something I'm still facing every single day. And I do think had it not been for my experience with coasters, you know, and people helping me and motivating me to continue facing things that are hard and not backing away, I probably would have canceled my summer trips altogether. I wouldn't have been able to do it. So I'm pretty happy with the fact that I kept facing that in spite of the challenges. Okay, that brings us to our last question regarding social media mm-hmm. where are we able to find you on social media and where could people reach out to you if they'd like to make contact absolutely so uh youtube is just dr space coaster um should come up you see a bunch of area force one stuff you're in the right place <laughs> um and then instagram is at dr underscore coaster uh my dms are restricted to people that follow me however you can request to message me and i always accept so if for some reason there's something weird there, just comment on one of my YouTube videos or something or comment on a picture. Just let me know that you're trying to get in contact with me and I'll be happy to talk. All right. Well, thank you so much for sharing that with our audience. I've really enjoyed talking with you and having you on the podcast. Thank you for being my guest. It was an honor. A pleasure being on. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I enjoyed it very much. Thank you. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And if you want to see more of us, we upload every Friday. And check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, all at Coaster Challenge. Links are in the description below. Thanks for joining us here today. Thank you.